Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that turns music into a time machine to send our guests hurtling through their own past while we piggyback. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Chinqui. Our guest today is Luke Flannery. Okay, quick aside here. I'm really excited to do this because despite living 2,500 miles away from him, I still think of Luke as one of my best friends. He and I came up together here at the station. We started the same week, became friends in the first few hours, and worked next to each other for nine years. I don't think it'll ever be quite the same around here without him, at least for me, but doing this episode helps. Okay, back to the bio. Luke's the TV traffic coordinator at KPBS in San Diego, because it's hard to get public media out of your veins, but his Twitter bio is a better read on him. Luke Flannery, NPR, PBS, BBQ, BJJ. Luke has done radio, television, live music, kitchen prep, mead and sake brewing, martial arts, competitive barbecue, and vegan ice cream making at a shop that he ran with Mike Cosden, our guest from episode 78. Luke's one of those people that fills the spare time that he has with whatever he's passionate or curious about, and then dedicates himself to those things. It's just also worked out that those things happen to be the same things that I'm passionate and curious about, so we became friends stepbrother style. And he was on my initial guest wish list nearly two years ago when we started this show, so here we go. Hey there, Luke. Hey. All right, first we have to do this. Saisho! Jankenpan! Oh, that's a tie. We have to go again. I win. You win. Saisho! Saisho! All right. That was just for us. Thank you for doing that with me. And and thank you for coming in. I know that you're not a huge fan of self promotion and drawing attention to yourself like the. The, like the, in, the joke in the office was like, hey, everybody, look at Luke. Oh, um, <laughs> and then I just like, look, look yes. somewhere else. So, so I appreciate that you came in, that you were willing to be in here for the show. Um, or it's like, hey, congratulations, Luke, or something. And it's just like, oh, and I start clapping along with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> How hard was it like at, a, at like a going away party where everyone was like, oh, man, <laughs> just spending the whole time? Yeah, I didn't even know what to do with myself. Okay. Uh, um, you are maybe the most commonly recommended guest that we've had. Like from when we ask people to recommend people, like I think that you might have the numbers on that. Like so many people were like, oh, yeah, there's this guy, Luke Flannery. And we're like, yeah, we know who that is. <laughs> so I guess let's start with what's the musical background of your childhood? Honestly, it's been classical music. Um, my dad, whenever we he just had the radio on, it was always classical music. It wasn't anything else. So that's what I listen to the absolute most, unless you start going to like Disney stuff, things like Goofy Movie or something like that. But <laughs> eye to eye, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just that classical music. That's where it pretty much started for me. Uh, um, kid. Now you grew up with your parents separated, but were like, was there music at any point before that that you remember? Ghostbusters, like the theme. Yeah, I mean it's it's. It's because it ties into my memories of, like, my little brother and being in front of the TV with, like, proton packs mm-hmm. and, you know, dancing along or going along with the movie. But the movie movie always had music or something like that to it, and we would kind of sing along. I was, like, five years old or younger or something wow. like that. But, yeah, that's the one thing I do remember as far as, yeah, kids. Sure. <laughs> music. Um, did uh, Did your dad try to, like, 
educate you on the classical music while you were listening or were you just, it was just on? It was just on. Okay. Uh, yeah. My dad never really. Like he wasn't teaching you like this is this person or this is this like no. this piece. So it's, it's, that's the thing with the classical music is that I won't know anybody, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'll hear it and I know I've heard it. And it goes for so much classical music. I'm like, oh man, I've heard this a million times before. I, I don't know what that's it how, is though. That's how it was for me with reggae. Like mm-hmm. I hear reggae songs. I'm like, oh, I must've heard that when I was little. Cause I don't know it, but. But you know it. But you know it, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, are you the oldest of your brothers? I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. So did, uh, did your older brother and younger brother have their own music as you were growing up too that you remember? Like The thing is we were split. So oh, right. So we didn't, we didn't get to interact much. And as far as I know, our musical tastes are vastly different. Well, okay, so let, now contemporary – like, so your older, your older brother listens to – See, I don't know what my older brother oh, listens okay. to because he just never came off as very musical. Okay. My younger brother, I know he was like, I think he was doing a lot of like underground house mm-hmm. uh, music back when we were, you know, we would have both been around our teens or something or like late teens. I don't know what he listens to now so much though, even though I just visited him in England like two months ago. But yeah, we, we just, as far as I know, it's been very different. Whenever I've seen him, it's been different stuff. You can kind of tell by a person what they sort of listen to a little bit. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So um, your dad worked when you were growing up. Your dad was working in film prop fabrication. Is that fair? Like, Yeah, uh, replicas. Replicas. Yeah. Um, so like he would do set pieces and mm. he would do um, – like I know he did the big Terminator. Yeah, he installed – yeah, he, t- he uh, installed that one at like Universal Studios. I remember that. And like he worked on like Alien Pulse Rifle um, replicas mm-hmm. and things like that. A lot of uh, the colors and – or the painting of them. Um, so, so you mentioned Ghostbusters and movies being on and, you know, um, was, did you, did you guys watch a lot of movies? Do you think be, like because of your dad's work there, like did that affect your house life at all? We didn't have like TV, all that. The Really the only movie I can remember as a kid outside of like Ghostbusters would have been Toy Story. So it didn't really affect like his movie, like him working in that prop replica didn't really come across too much for me. Okay. Um, yeah, as much as just having the classical music on like all the time. Um, so then with that on all the time, uh, what what was the first music that that was your music? Like what's the earliest music you can remember? Like I listen to this, dad doesn't really like it, but it's or, – or listen to it maybe. It would have been honestly probably the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> You know, like yeah. if, you, if I really bring it down to what I can think of in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, that was probably one of the very first albums that I purchased too. I think with probably allowance money or something mm. like that. But Quad City DJs, yeah, come on, um, slam, yeah, uh, even our, our, Kelly I believe I can fly that kind of stuff. Um, but I, yeah, dad, my dad didn't listen to that, so <laughs> I would love to see your dad's thoughts on. Come on and slam. Yeah. Well, the things when we, we did listen to stuff that wasn't like classical, it would be Lion King soundtrack, Elton right. John, you know, mm-hmm. that, that had that kind of stuff. But that specifically sticks out in my brain would have been Space Jam. You're a big fan of Space Jam. Yeah. I don't know if I remember it as much anymore. I think I tried to watch it not too long ago, but it does have Bill Murray in it. It, it sure does. <laughs> um, and the website's up and running still. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that. I see Toon Squad um, jerseys every now and then too in San Diego. It's funny. Um, okay, so what was the what was the first time you remember music kind of affecting you on a on a bigger level, like emotionally? 
like you where you felt something that you can remember i can remember if, uh, it's going to sound kind of weird i guess um and i think about this a long time ago and this is just because of like christmas holiday um was it soul train christmas starfest star Soul Train Christmas Star album or something it had a bunch of R&B on it. But it just – that sort of music was kind of emotional type of music and it made me think of Christmas. And I get pretty emotional about Christmas stuff yeah. in general. But listening to like – I think it was Immature and Immature actually – do you remember Roger from um, Sister Sister? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the people in that boy band. Okay. And – is that where he came from, or did the show? Oh, I don't know. If put him in, I don't okay. know which what what order sure. it came in, but I remember getting emotional a little bit about that because we were going to like Disneyland for Christmas for like the first time when I was probably like seven or something like that, and hearing that and being like, you know, this is the season. <laughs> yeah, it brings it out, and I yeah. So you grew up in in California. Yeah, for till I was like four, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. You were born in England. Yeah. And then you guys moved when you were? Five. Sure. Five, I think it was my fifth birthday or something. Okay. So, um, and so you kind of full circle, you're back to LA. Yeah, San Diego. Oh, not LA, LA, San Diego, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's only, you know, two hours. It's San Diego. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to challenge you something. You're going to have to text me later. But, okay. Um, my, my, I can't listen to this song and then not cry <laughs> song is is this Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's this acoustic song, um, Old City Bar. So it's like a Christmassy song and it's sentimental. And it's really dumb because I know all the words and I know all the chords and it's still like if I listen to it. So I'm going to I'm gonna make you listen <laughs> to it. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, and then you can text me. You don't have to do I it. I might even know it and be like, oh, shoot. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> um, all right. So did anybody, I guess, did your did you dad play any instruments? He did. Um, so back in England... He had his own, like, big band, I believe, played Mm -hmm. trombone and stuff, too. Mm -hmm. If you look hard enough on YouTube, um, there is a video of uh, him singing to one of the disco championships. Really? Like, from the 70s or something. Like, if you look hard enough and you'll, you'll... Who put that up? I don't know. It, but it's up there. Well, like my he, dad's, it's, he doesn't have a channel, does he? No. Well, he has his own uh, other channel, but he didn't put that up. And it's like he found it and mm-hmm. then he – and I, I listened to him like, holy crap, that's my dad singing. And there's all these people like in disco stuff dancing and doing championships things. So he 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 did that. He did that. He sang. He played trombone. And I think he had a big band too in England. I think that's what he mentioned. But um, yeah, even when I was growing up though, he did manage to get a hold of a trombone. He would walk around the house and – <laughs> like with his mouth? Oh, when he got a trombone. Yeah, okay, yeah. playing with it. Sure. Did he sing too? Because he sang then. Did he sing at home? Uh, no, not so much actually. Okay. Just play the instrument. Um, you're primarily a bassist, right? Electric bass? Yeah. As your first instrument, I guess. Is yeah, that fair? Yeah, I would say that. Um, I know you recently took up piano. Yeah. Um, took up some classes. It's fun. Did you Did you play anything other than those before? Uh, I mean, guitar. But, sure. But... Uh, no, just that stuff. Okay. Unfortunately, I never got like. My dad did try to teach me music, but when you're the when it's the parents, hard to learn. From them. Yeah, I, yes. Um, <laughs> but I never took that on. I just kind of learned myself. Okay. Um, how did you first come up on the bass? Like, like just. 
Ah, man, I don't even know. A guitar was, I came in, uh, when I moved to Florida, for some reason, I just started picking it up, and I picked up a songbook, and then I just started playing. And then bass, I can't even tell you where that came in from. I think I just started playing it, and I want to say probably Let's Go Exploring was part of it, honestly. They needed a bassist. <laughs> yeah, and I just started trying to play that's, it. So that's the band that you're in, or you, yeah. you guys were in, and you named it after the Calvin and Hobbes book. Mm-hmm. So you guys played, and then, you know, like a lot of bands, you know, it, it's, it ended. And you're here in town. You're going to play a show um, yeah. before this recording, before anybody's going to hear this. But um, I'm excited to, to go see you guys together again. Awesome. We've had a couple of the members. We'd have Mike Cosden and Mark Davis uh, on this show. They both recommended you. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever play anything else in, in any other bands, or was it always bass? Um, so... There, my very first time in a, in a band was yeah. probably with I was in my teens, and I was the singer of a band. We did a lot of covers from like the starting line to Lincoln Park and things like that. <laughs> you sang Lincoln Park I songs sang in front Lincoln of people. Park of songs. Um, we only ever did one show at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> how old were the kids? Oh, we Go- were we were all in like high school. No, how old were the kids at the party? Oh, it, it was friends of yours party. Yeah. Okay. I thought you got like booked to do a kids party. No, <laughs> it was like a, a friends party. party. Okay. And that's the only show we ever played. Is there a video of that? Not of that, but I'm sure I have video of us practicing in like a driveway. Okay. On me singing, we'll and see if- I remember that that show show that birthday party. <laughs> um. I blew my voice out, and it scared the crap out of me the oh, next day yeah. because I could not talk. And I'm like, is this permanent? Oh, <laughs> What's wow. going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and when you're, you know, a teenager, like 16 or something, you're like, uh. But, uh, yeah, that was the first band and probably, yeah, the only other one that I think I played in. As somebody who likes to learn new things, if you could Matrix-style learn any instrument, um, what would it be? I have two. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. One is piano. Well, like, you're already com- learning piano. Yeah. Let's, okay, so what's the other one? It's drums. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who plays lots of instruments and has pretty good rhythm, I'm such a bad drummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, just, I can't move my limbs independent of each other. It's something I really hone in on when I'm listening to anything is drums. Um, I mean, piano I hone in on because you can totally – create like across the board mm-hmm. bass and treble and mm-hmm. every everything in between and but drums is like you can't replicate that with anything else you know like you can you can replicate piano sort of with guitar and you know play melodies and things like that but drums are replaceable. the drums yeah i get that okay let's let's get to your first song um what what's the first one you want to do so this is peter and the wolf mm-hmm. and it was narrated by uh, melissa joan hart Mm-hmm. Sabrina, the Sabrina, Witch, yeah, Clarissa explains Yeah, it that's all. for me. Yeah, Clarissa explains it um, all. And I'm just going to explain like why. Sure. I chose this one just right off the bat. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of uh, it, it's it's he- it's heavily narrated, but it's a song I remember or piece I should say because it's actually classical. Uh-huh. Um, that I remember as like one of the first things listening to with my dad and um. I think it's shaped a lot of my music now still and why I gravitate pretty heavily towards um, soundtracks, movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, if I want to go even further, honestly, it's like anime yeah. soundtracks yeah. because that gets very deep, even video game stuff. But it helped me um, really visualize 
when I'm mm-hmm. listening to music. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I'm not going to have the first um, track on that song uh, of the, the intro. Yeah, because it just explains instruments and what you should be kind of visualizing when you hear like a bassoon and stuff like that. But when I listened to it and, I, and the narration by um, Melissa Joan Hart just was going on, I, it just painted pictures in my brain. And when I was a kid, probably six, seven, um, my dad had a tape of it and we would play it in the car like all the time. We just keep playing that tape over and over. One of the that was one of the tapes we keep playing over and over. I like in L.A. I remember driving by like my dad would drive by in his old pickup truck um, <clears throat> down and I don't know why I remember this one specifically, but Six Flags Magic Mountain and mm-hmm. seeing the Superman ride. But I'd be listening to this song, and it really helped me like just develop. I think visually to something audi. Um, Audio-wise. Like that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear it. Um, This is Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf. Um, There's no actual titles, but this section um, is from an album uh, recorded with the Boston Symphony Orchestra, narrated by Melissa Dojan Hart, and this section is called Early One Morning, Peter Opened the Gate and Went Out into the Big Meadow. When is the last time that you listened to that? I mean, I was probably a kid, but I still remember it. It's all in there? Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing, though, like I listen to it now, yeah. and I hear like Miyazaki stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I totally hear it. Uh, yeah, it even with kind of mixed with Melissa Jones Hart's voice, it sounds like a scene from one of the Ghibli movies. Yeah, like the the way I'm picturing like Ponyo or it's, something. It's a like, cat. It's so weird. <laughs> the cat chasing the bird. Like and yeah, yeah. I don't know. That just shaped a lot for me. Um, Man, mm-hmm. it's funny because I still rem- remember the melodies and stuff. They're strong. They're strong themes. Like it's not it's not weird for movies or plays or anything to have like a theme for a character, but like it's a whole um, it's a whole piece based on that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny that that you mentioned being able to see them that way because for me, like hearing and anytime I hear. Um, Peter and the Wolf stuff, especially so it's the Wolf's theme. Mm-hmm. I I see Christmas Story <laughs> because Scott Farkas, the bully, right? He comes. I mean, they used a lot of it. They used a lot of it in that movie. Mm-hmm. But like, he comes around the corner and it's that French horn. And um, I was wondering, are there any songs that you associate with movies because they're in them? Uh, other like you know, so instead of songs, so like yeah. Um... See, that's where it comes naming wise. I can't think of anything off of the top of my head. Yeah, but I know, I know I've listened to because I think on that album, there's like on that specific one with Melissa Joan Hart, mm-hmm. um, Peter and Wolf. There's a second um, sort of set of Carnival of Animals or something. Yeah, and I, I've I listened to that a little bit, and there was stuff I definitely remember it i'm like i know i've heard this in a movie or something they've used it at some point 
Luke, I want to jump in here for a second because you've brought back a song story memory for me. Um, I don't remember this until you started telling your story, but when I first moved to Fort Myers in 1980, like either that next year or the year after when I was in fourth or fifth grade, my mom put me in a music appreciation class at Edison Community College, and it started off with that. With Peter and, and the Wolf. With Peter and the Wolf <laughs> and explaining it all. It wasn't that same exact one, of course, but yeah, as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, huh. And then as I listened through it, I was literally back in this weird little class. <laughs> Room at Edison Community College in 1981. So anyway, I'm just bringing it all back. Bringing it all back. Thanks. <laughs> it's time travel. Um, so uh, we we both, you and I, both watched a lot of anime, Japanese animation. Yeah. Um, I feel like we didn't we didn't watch a lot like sitting together, but we did watch a lot of shows simultaneously, and mm-hmm. then we would like compare notes and talk about them. And I was wondering if any um, any shows that we watched had music that stuck with you. So it's it's um. It was hard for me not to choose something anime. I'm surprised. For this. I was surprised you didn't yeah. because a lot of stuff that I've listened to in the past, I feel feed into anime it, um, music mm-hmm. itself, like the Peter and the Wolf thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of a sudden I'm thinking like Miyazaki, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can see where you know, like it, I got that feel. I mean, from he does it. that. Like in like Totoro has a song mm-hmm. when you see him, you hear a certain song. But honestly, it if I chose something, it would be something that got me back into watching anime. And I think it was one that you recommended that I watched, which was Sword Art Online. Yeah. When I very fir- when I first got into that, um, just hearing the music from that really like- That's a good theme. It, it puts, yeah, Swordland theme. Mm-hmm. It put me back into, well, it made me think, you know, like and, and see it, everything happening on the screen, uh, how much it enhanced it and how much I actually listened to that music outside of the show. You know, like watching it. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to it. You know, I'll, as I'm working, it's good music to just kind of um, work with. Yeah, because it's good not, background. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, like Swordland or something like that from Sword Art Online. I know it's recent because that's what seven years ago. Just about. Soon? Yeah. Um, but that would that was on my list that I kind of whittled down. Yeah, it, it's. Um... It's a good. It's a good score. It's good. The whole thing has good soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, you can go back and listen to like Cowboy Bebop and things like that, yep. which is awesome music. Yeah. Um, but that specifically got me into it, and you know that that shonen type mm-hmm. um, thing yeah, really me gets me like <laughs> me too. Yeah, like oh man, hype. <laughs> if yeah. you want to put it any other way. Okay. Um, so, uh, any 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 video game music. Or soundtracks? Uh, recently? Uh, or at all. Or like, at all. Like I, I, I'm going to guess because I know that you're a huge Halo fan. Uh, that you, that was right yeah. on my brain yeah. was Halo. It was, it was like... The Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And Marty, O'Bri- Marty O'Brien is the composer. It's Marty O'Donnell. He's a genius. Yeah. The Halo comes to mind. That was one of the very first ones. Honestly, Elder Scrolls. Um, Skyrim. You played a lot of Skyrim. A lot of Skyrim, a lot of Morrowind. And those themes, it's funny how those work because if you think about those themes, just thinking about them now, um, their main theme is they're like across games are the same theme but tailored towards a specific type of land, like hmm. com- p- part of the continent. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to the Morrowind theme and you listen to Skyrim, they're actually the same but it's like a movement, you know, so it goes um, – it's slightly different, but uh, they're, they're, it's the same piece of music. And I think that's really neat. It's smart. You know, because it keeps the same feel of when if you played something like five years ago to what you're playing now and being like, 
this is when you break it down the same thing, but all of a sudden different. Do you um, do you ever listen to any game music uh, separate from games? Oh yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls one of them. Um, you love? I mean, you love you like soundtracks. I like yeah. soundtracks, yeah. and I didn't really realize that until you asked me songs, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know how much I actually like soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, j- I just circling back for a second to that idea of like some soundtracks, the songs are so iconic for the characters in them, mm-hmm. like the Superman. John Williams is like that's his whole thing, right? Yeah. So like the Superman theme, you see Superman. I, I listen to that theme. It's a good, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. You want to run and fly, right? Even Danny Elfman stuff is I. He's to he writes too. in a yeah. similar vein. Um, um, the Indiana Jones theme, mm-hmm. the ba- Elfman Batman theme, yeah. right? So, um, but John, I would say John Williams is way more like, yeah, you, it's it's character catered a bit more than like I don't know than than Danny Elfman. Sure, that's fair. You know, if you think Superman and stuff like that. Okay. Um, when was the when was the last time that you bought music that was physical? Um, well, I'm, dang, a lot of stuff's uh, either on Spotify or something like that. But um, I'm trying to think. It would have probably been pinback albums. Like I have a lot of them <laughs> and they release EPs that they like. It's kind of neat because they stitch them up themselves with like mm-hmm. – they, they make a cover and then they stitch it up with like string and things like that. So it makes it very unique. Um I think they just released one not too long ago, which I haven't picked up, which is really lucky because they are, I mean, we'll get to it, I'm sure, yeah. later. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have been pinback albums. And their cover art's always unique. So it's nice to look at, you know. Do you do you sit and listen to music and kind of just enjoy it uh, with, with stuff like album art? Or do you um, – is it mostly like when you're doing stuff, you listen to things? Uh, it's probably when I'm doing stuff. So if I'm working, I listen to something. If I'm in the car, I'm listening to something. If I'm at home, I'm usually doing something. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm cooking <laughs> or I'm, you know, making mead or something like yeah. that. And I'm, I have music on. Um, Do you pick different kinds of music for the activity? I mean, like, okay. So like the obvious one is like, if you're working out, you want something upbeat. But right. other than that. Um, no, actually it's, uh. It, it it functions that way for me. If I'm listening to something, I want to listen to something upbeat, you know, like, or I want to listen to something heavier, like some punk rock, some hot water music or something mm-hmm. uh, in that vein. Um, or if I feel just kind of like I want to listen to some classical music. The Another one that I wanted to put on there, but I just mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. didn't um, because I think I felt like Peter and the Wolf uh, predated it was the planets. Jupiter? I love – this. the funny thing. I thought it was going to be Jupiter. It, it would have been. Mm-hmm. But the thing is Jupiter is my favorite. But yeah. Mars is what got me into the planets. OK. So – and if you think Mars, you always think uh, um, the Empire mm-hmm. theme mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that uh, from Star Wars. But like I grew into liking Jupiter way more. Yeah. But it, that didn't hit – that didn't make my list just because I was just like, ah. In the early version of my script, there was a question – about Holtz Jupiter not being on on your list, and <laughs> you know me. <laughs> and then playing, um, I'll play it later after this. But there's another. I hadn't listened to it in a long time, like in a long time. And in preparation for this, I listened to it just to get in the mood for writing for you. And there's a part in it that's exactly the same as another very popular video game song. Oh, um, wouldn't surprise me. So we'll we'll listen later. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's move on to your second song here. 
Um, what what what's the second one you want to listen to? So it's Eye of the Tiger uh-huh. by Survivor. Yeah, from the Rocky theme, mm-hmm. and I know it's like the butt end of like jokes <laughs> and like parodies and yeah. everything. Yeah. But man, I'd been listening to that since I was a kid too. It's a it's and, a really motivational good song. And I specifically chose it off that Rocky Story album because mm-hmm. that's different than the Rocky movies. It's the same song, but when I but when I put it in context with the album, mm-hmm. that's the album that my dad on, had on tape. It was this gray tape with this black insert, and um, it's uh, it's the collection of all those songs on that album because it goes through like one through four, yeah, and selects songs from there. So I'm like listening to War, Vince DiCola, and all mm-hmm. um, off that off that specific movie soundtrack album. But um, I chose that one too because. I have a memory of that that <laughs> sticks with m- in me in my yeah, brain, yeah. And uh, it made me realize now, like you know, just just be you. Hmm. Um, well, what's the? Do you want to talk about that after the song or before? Uh, yeah, we can listen to it. You want to listen to it? Yeah, let's listen. To okay. It. All right. Uh, this is "Eye of the Tiger" by Survivor, but from the Rocky Story uh, album. <laughs> oh man. It sounds so much better in headphones. Right. I love how upfront the drums are, honestly. Yeah. Yes, it's like bam, bam. But ah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's that's that's a song that's been on the you know like radio yeah. or like tape player for mm-hmm. since I can remember, like as long as Peter and the Wolf, quite honestly. Um, but when I think about it, like I think of a memory specifically, and this is in elementary school. I was mm. probably like. Uh, six, seven. Um, our teacher asked us to write uh, lyrics to our favorite song yeah. and then turn it in. Yeah. And I chose this one and I, you know, I, that was our homework. I wrote it out. And when I think about it, um, I remember these two girls who were looking through all the papers, just two, two of the gr- mm-hmm. girls in the class, and they were making fun of it, of what I was listening or what I wrote. And they were, you know, I just... You know, I, I just felt you just not – you just feel bad yeah. <laughs> when you're a kid because yeah. uh, you, you don't want to be made fun of and things like that. But then when I look and I think about it now, it really rings to me, you know, if I could tell that sort of me, um, just like what you like. Yeah. You know, do do what you want to do. Listen to what you want to listen to. And even though, like, it's still kind of the butt of jokes and people make fun of it and it's in parodies and stuff, it just rings – out to me and it doesn't and the messaging even in the song itself is very empowering you know like um if you have dreams of the past you know you must fight just to keep them alive Mm -hmm. and you know if if you want to do something you just keep doing it yeah you know and and uh when when that happened in elementary school i was i was a little crushed you know when you're a kid you're just like you want so bad for just to fit in. Like, yeah, and you don't want to, you know, being made fun of isn't cool, yeah. you know. And um, even though they didn't know who wrote it, honestly, uh, it's just I, I think back on that memory of me in elementary school and being like, oh, my God, you know, like self-conscious uh, about a lot of stuff. And now I'm like, I love that song. <laughs> yeah. And no one can stop me from liking it if you make fun of it, you know. I'll make fun of it too because I know it's still cheesy and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Uh, that that helps help me through a lot of stuff and just in general and that song and I still listen to it from time to time. Um it's not something that really I 
you know, haven't listened to in a long time. It's just there and I, I like it, you know. I wanna I wanna talk about a thing. Um you you mentioned it being cheesy, and I think that this is something that might resonate with you. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, and that is that um sincerity is like the new um it's it's coming back like like there's there's a return away from irony and sarcasm yeah. and um and you're always you're someone who I always it's always struck me that you enjoy things that are what they they are what they are like that you enjoy something that's a sincere you're the, like the only other person I know that was the, the definitely the first person I know that was into Dragon Force <laughs> as well but not like just because it's funny but also just like. It's good. It's, like, just, it's good. just like it's just fun. Like it's just and, fun, and you just enjoy it because it's fun, and it you know, regardless of what it is. Yeah. You know? I think that's. I think that that is partly either due to or, or it resulted in because it's hard to chicken or egg this thing. Um, your enjoyment of scores. Yeah. Like like the Superman score <laughs> yeah. is as soaring as you can be. There's no room for sarcasm in that or in Indiana Jones or in the classical music, right? Like it's easy to kind of oh, – it's classical. But like – but Well, I remember in, even with classical music, like – and this is just feelings that I get mm-hmm. um, telling people like I listen to classical music. But then they would kind of do the – it's hard to say stereotypical, like oh, classical music. And yeah, then you start like swaying and yeah. like oh, okay, but it's like I I listen to it, you know that that's what I liked to listen to, or that's what I knew, because um, most of my music back then came from my parents, and right? Stuff, or my dad, um, but uh, now it's just like, you know, that's why I I love listening to anime music. I like all that kind of stuff. It's I, all sincere. It like mm-hmm. an, an anime song. <laughs> Is, yeah. Is well, it, it, the guts funny on thing, the floor. Yeah, and that's the thing. The thing is, when you see it and you see it visually, and then you hear the music next to it, and you see, um, especially, and I'm going to go with this anime in particular because I've been watching it quite a bit. Is My Hero Academia? It's yeah. It's it's very sincere. It's, it's all heart. It's what I you know like, what I believe in, what I want aspire to be. Um, I thought of you when I first started watching it. Yeah, and I latched onto it yeah. real fast. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff you like for the sake of action and and well well animated mm-hmm. um, fight scenes or whatnot. But this one is just like there's a lot of heart to it and music like that. I gravitate towards. And then when I look when I listen to it outside of it, I always just get that emotion. You know, I, I feel what yeah. I felt when I watched it happen. But. Um, that's how I feel about this song, you know, Eye of the Tiger. It's like I still latch I – st- I remember that moment, but then I know um, if I told my younger self that, be like, dude, it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like on – the, On the theme of having fun with this song, mm-hmm. I remember you and I talking about um, getting on a stage and just playing that riff, that main <laughs> riff. But for like three minutes, just and then like at the end, not resolving, just ending. It was funny. Mark Davis posted something recently that was Mr. Sandman on YouTube. And it was the bum, 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 bum. But it never resolves. And it cracked me up. It's I could not stop laughing. Um <laughs> but it, it, th- those kinds of things, yeah. you, you can make fun of it, and it's fun. But yeah. it's like when I look past it a little bit, I've, I feel good about it. Yeah. Um, so uh, did you guys ever play Eye of the Tiger? Uh, 
I don't think so. Okay. It's hard for me to remember that. It's a really I, I mean, I would have like... I would have known, but um, we did so many covers. We've done mm-hmm. so many covers. Mm-hmm. Like every show we do, generally do a cover. So, um, and I don't think we did that one, but we always made fun of it in band practice. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every guitarist has yeah. played that riff. Um, uh, do you ever perform back home? Do you have a band or any no. group of people? Okay. No. It's, uh, you play at home for you? Yeah. And that's why I picked up the piano, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a piano teacher, uh, Atsuko. She's yep. really nice. I saw some pictures. Yeah. She looks uh, and um, that's why I picked that up, just because I need a little bit of an outlet of some sort, not something too crazy. And it was fun. I, I mean, I'm starting at beginner level type of stuff. But... Um, I enjoy it, but my brain starts to gravitate towards drums a little bit. Sure. <laughs> On to the next thing, right? Yeah, yeah. but I still I, – I don't like giving up stuff without, like, going more into it. So. Okay. Well, you'll have time. For, yeah. So. Um, is there a band that you think right now should be getting more attention that you really like than, than they are, like that you'd want people to know about? Hmm. It's – pretty difficult because I haven't listened to a lot of new stuff recently, honestly. Uh, I feel like as I get older, I listen to the same stuff. Me too. Um, so it's hard to really branch out and find new new things. Um, if I had to choose something, though, I mean, and they're already getting pretty big already, this is the pauses. And uh, they've played here. I've brought them here when, with Cool Hand Lukes and stuff. I think they played at the Alliance for the Arts too at one point. Um, but they recently stayed with me and I, I heard their set and just they progressed a lot. And they have a lot of new stuff, which I really liked. Uh, but they're, they're also touring a lot now. And like they play with Jawbox and I think with um, Built to Spill, I think they opened for them or something like that. And um, People could find them online. Music. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're from Orlando. Okay. And yeah, that's a band that I would say they're they're definitely getting there. Right. But uh, more people can always listen. That's always good. Um what is the furthest you ever traveled to go see a live band play? Um trying to think. It would have been I was gonna say Cocky King. I remember that. But it's pinback still. So Darren, my friend Darren and I went to Chicago mm-hmm. and saw them pin back in Chicago. I was going to say Cocky King, but that's DC. So it's a little bit closer. Was was that in 2008? Hmm. Yeah, probably. It, yeah, yeah, it would have been like Yeah, you went yeah. to a you went to a pinback show instead of my wedding. <laughs> Did Basically. I? Well, we both we both went on trips. Uh, like I, I got married and you went out of town <laughs> the same the same week and so then we both were gone oh, from the station for like a week and, and oh shoot <laughs> we got a I totally to forgot when we got back <laughs> that none of us one of us has to be we here. had to coordinate our vacations yeah, after that I and we were like well that. I bought plane tickets and yeah. I'm, I'm getting married so <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot I forgot that happened but yes that. Ha- <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was think I've been thinking about it because obviously prepping for this for this show. So, and I was thinking about how um, like everyone at the station then, like in the in the newsroom area, mm-hmm. came to that, and I didn't really know anybody <laughs> then. But like, if I got married again today, like you, you would probably be in it. Oh, Aww. like so. I think I saw the invitation. <laughs> oh, because it was it's like on, a scroll. Yeah, on uh, with gold and purple. Yeah, like gold writing, purple. Yeah, purple it was. Paper. It was. Pretty. Um, Aww. Oh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> um, so, 
It was uh, I, I'd never gotten a wedding invitation like that since I've been to a few weddings, but never that was a unique one. I win. Uh, at least, I win. Yeah. I win. I win. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I know that you have tastes like mine, so I'm interested in this one. Uh, what TV theme song do you know, like the back of your hand, that you can uh, sing with us? Oh man, TV theme. Yeah. Word for word? As close as it matters. <laughs> um, oh, man. Like, I know melodies, but it's hard to think of one. I mean, it's probably Ghostbusters, maybe? Something strange in your neighborhood. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Just the sounds, Ray Park. No. Uh, I'll try to think of... Power Rangers, probably. <laughs> Isn't that just an electric guitar going nuts? <laughs> I know. It, that's my soundtrack part that no, I like. Yeah, that's you know? true. It's like that latches into my brain. But, I mean, there's words to it, I think. <laughs> go, go, Power go Rangers. Rangers. Guitar, 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 guitar. Mm-hmm. Go, go, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> that's the whole theme. <laughs> <laughs> I know the words. Well, that's true. <sighs> I bet you can hear the riff, though. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sister, sister. No. Oh, I bet. What? You've got a power in the force that you've never seen before. They got the ability to morph even up the score. No one can ever take them down. The power lies on their Go, go, Power Rangers! Go, go, Power Rangers! Go, go, Power Rangers! You mighty morphin' Power Rangers! I kind of knew it. Yeah, you kind of knew it. So, so Luke, what Power Ranger did you want to be? Uh, when I was a kid, it was blue. It was Triceratops, it was Billy. Yeah. And then it sort of turned into the Black Ranger. Zach, yeah. Because... Is it because he did hip-hop keto? <laughs> He did do Falkino. I I liked his axe. <laughs> he had the axe weapon, and I was like, I like that one. Okay, so uh, full disclosure, I wanted to be the Green Ranger because of course. well, he played he played equ- effectively a flute, and I played flute, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can eat an instrument. Oh um, man, they they've expanded those comics. I've least seen it too, and there's like this whole dark. Our oh. timeline type thing oh, going with there's, them and everything. There's so much content. My daughter, with the Green Ranger. My, my my daughter watches an entire arc of Power Rangers that I have no reference mm-hmm. to, so I just let it go. I'm just like, it's. I think it's the last thing I've sort not seen, but I knew of was mm-hmm. Dino Thunder. That's like a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Um, all right. Uh, uh, have you ever karaoke? When I'm drunk. If that's a yes. And to not in a at someone's house, does that count? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you, yeah. Speaking of drinking, 
<laughs> like a segue? <laughs> Smooth. Luke, you brought me a, this giant heavy glass bottle. Jiang Xiao Bai. So explain what Baiju is. It's a Chinese liquor. If uh, you think about it, I think just due to population, it's actually the most popular type of liquor. <laughs> they got the numbers. But uh, it's not really well known here. It's funny when I bought this at uh, Ranch in um, in San Diego when I was getting it, one of the workers was like staring. We can't do this without us. We can't do this without you. Everybody come in. <laughs> was, Nobody's in the studio. <laughs> who's who's driving this thing? Yeah. And he, like, as I was buying it, he was looking at me and just nodding in agreement. <laughs> oh, the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese. <laughs> he yeah. just, I'm pulling this off the shelf, and he's just like, mm-hmm. "That's the one." <laughs> so here's the here's the cost on this. If you're gonna if you're gonna have some of this, so five years ago when Luke left, around then he brought me this terrible baiju, Red Star. Red Star. It's the worst. It's terrible. It's basically grain alcohol. <laughs> Yep, and is that it right there? and I have saved it on my shelf. That 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 little um, this is, container yeah. used to have like barbecue spices in it. <laughs> it's a little pilot so, bottle for those of you. So we have to do a comparison. You have to take pro- just a little sip, just because it's gonna be garbage. <laughs> but maybe I, it aged. I, maybe it did. <laughs> I haven't tasted this. No. When he when he gave it to me, he said, "Here, have this. It's the worst." <laughs> so I kept it. Um, here we go. So I'm gonna take. It burns. Oh, oh my there's, god! There's a face of burning. <laughs> oh, are we? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're that's, all passing this. Around. That's the, to compare it to that's the, the cost stuff. to here. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh! It burns, and it's also just not very good. It's like turpentine. <laughs> I mean, it's like not that bad at first, smooth. and then it's like smooth. It's like oven smooth. cleaner. All right. Yeah. So, what's that chemical dirt taste? Something tied for his back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, vodka's smoother than that. Did we ruin yeah. blep? Blep. Uh, do you need one? Healthy pour. What is Here your? I got a lame pour. You got a lame here. When you do sing karaoke. Who's this thing? <laughs> okay, so we say we say we're not going to do kampai. That's Japanese. So what is the? Gambe. Gambe. Which is? Gambe. Gambe. Bambi. Bambi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's much nicer. That's yes, very good. Sort of nicer. It's a lot not nicer bad. to me. What kind of alcohol is this? Sorghum. 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 Yeah. Now you say it. Ooh, yum. Say sorghum. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't you, eaten lunch. Awesome. So, so drink two of those, either. and then we'll do some karaoke. Okay. If if we did do that, I'm we'll go back in the booth. We'll go run this train again. <laughs> go run this. Go. <laughs> um, that cheers. is a lot smoother. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, it's real nice. Where's my um? I had one the drink, and one? I lost my cup. I can't see it. Oh, in the right. You're pointing. There. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was looking for a giant cup. Cheers. Cheers. So, uh, if if you were to drink enough of this to karaoke. What would be your go-to song? Like, what's your, like, I can sing every note of this song? A lot or, of people sing it. It's um, Maps. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. 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 Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Aw. Someone at work does that a lot, too. <sighs> Community jokes. <sighs> I need. I need it. I started rewatching it. But, um, yeah, it's usually Maps. Okay. Uh. I can't think of another one that I generally do, but I yeah. What the, I'm trying to think of a video game that has that did was it Rock Band? No, it was Guitar. Uh, no, it was Rock Band. band. Yeah, that's oh, where I would do it mostly on karaoke. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have a song on Rock Band? It was yeah. It was oh, like, the same song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I liked um, maybe um, Oasis. Even what is, though I know Tara hates it. 
<laughs> she's not in the room for this. She missed that, so we're just gonna let that go. Uh, um, Wonderwall. Wonderwall. She oh, she can't stand I it. Know, oh, I she know. hates. No, do you know the song she hates? Um, I'm glad she can't hear me because she'd be freaking out. Uh, um, that. Oh uh, wait, no, it wasn't Wonderwall. Uh, the um, what's that song? Like you walk a mile in someone's shoes. It's uh, it's Everlast. Um, yes, I I, I listened. No, uh, what it's like? I think is the. She hates that song so much. Um, Tara, Tara, what is the name of the song that you hate? Oh God. Oh, it's that so um, many. Everclear song. <laughs> it's Everclear? I really might know what it's like. I hate that song. Can you sing it? I think she just did. She did, did kind Can of. Continue. Continue. <laughs> sing some more, Tara. Luke's trying to get you to oh. sing. Oh, I'm not going to really sing it. I'm just singing it like the guy does. That's singing. Um, what is it? Um, then you really might know what it's like to have to lose. It's like, man, it's stupid. It's, I think you need to keep fun. going. I, really I, like I can't quite this. remember it. What? Do something I'm uncomfortable with. what is it? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is over. We're done. Bye. Bye. Um, all right. I think I think probably it's time for you <laughs> to get to the third song. Which uh, so a band you've mentioned a few times already, several times. Um, Pinback. Um, I hold them pretty dear to my heart. <laughs> I I say it now because I, I want to know how how to say this. BB Tone. Is that, See, or, this is what's difficult about it. I don't actually know the name of that song. Like you've only it's read either it? B flat because I've seen it written as oh, B, B and a flat B tone. Yeah, but I've also seen it. It's, it's double capitalized, so it doesn't make sense as B. It's, it reads as B B tone. Yeah, but I've also seen it like I just said. As I'm going to say flat tone. Okay, I'm going to call it B B tone. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call right. it B B tone. Do you want to? Do you want to tell the story? Or do you want to listen to the song first? Um, it this song in particular is. It's just one I probably listened to the most and one I latched on to uh, when I first started listening to the band. But um, it's more how much I've listened to them in particular. But we can listen. Let's listen to it first. Cause okay. It, it'll just bring back a lot of stuff. All right. This is uh, BB Tone by Pinback off of the Blue Screen Life album from 2001. It's funny with that. <clears throat> like the songs that I chose were like before were like very developmental. Mm-hmm. Like they they influenced me, and I know that they did. But this one is like way more emotional for me because there's so many memories tied to this band and to these songs. Um, and BB Tones like one that has the right sort of cadence and the right sort of pacing that makes me think of a lot of memories. And one I listen to a lot just because the words don't make so much sense, but they don't have to, you know? And it's left to a lot of interpretation. Um, Building castles, knocking them down, waiting to fall. Um, Hands from the sky rip, rip, rip me open. I mean, like, how do you interpret that? But it's, I don't know. I, I just like the feeling of it. I have written here. <laughs> I think it's also that the lyrics overlap in a way that seems to promote the that it's hard to understand them. It's interesting and compelling even, but it seems like waves of poignant phrases that just keep coming. Mm-hmm. When you listen to this, are you trying to work it out or just letting it hit you? <laughs> I just, I don't try to work it out. Like I listen to it and I get an emotion from it. Yeah. But I don't like, I I don't take it literally. I don't try to see what, you know, like, analogy they're trying to pull. I mean, some stuff is a little bit, like, um, Sisyphus would know, Mm -hmm. um, pushing a rock up a hill. Mm -hmm. Really difficult. (laughs) But uh, the funny thing with this is just how um, how much time I spent listening to this, 
how much time I spent listening to that song, how much time I spent listening to this band, how many good memories I've had with all my friends listening to this. Um, Funny story with this is that Darren, one of my best friends, he's in LA right now. He's actually editing um, music videos and stuff for a lot of people, which is awesome. And I see him every now and then I go up there. But uh, he was on a forum back when we were in 10th grade. And they were like, hey, you should listen to this band. <laughs> and he listened to it and he's like, oh, that's really good. And he shared it with me. And then we never, he never knew who that person was again. <laughs> so this person yeah. on the internet who just, hey, listen to this in a forum, we listen to it. And it's like our whole lives have this changed. This is anchor for you, for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's one person we don't know. <laughs> you've, now you've seen them live? Uh, so many times. Right. Um, um, and they, they still, it's, it's fun because, um, so another thing is my friend Tom and I, we we went all around Florida seeing them in Gainesville, I think, in Fort Lauderdale, in Tampa. We went like everywhere to go watch them play, and we'd share, you know, just him and I and um, made a road trip out of it and mm-hmm. saw them everywhere. And um, I don't know, it just, we, we just have a cool connection with that. And um, yeah, I don't. It just those types of memories when you listen to music because we were listening to Pinback on the way there was great and just something I you know really treasure. Another one when I think about it is um, so Tom I think Matt my friend Matt Boken who's like in Dubai right now <laughs> and um, Darren we went to see them in Fort Lauderdale the Culture Room it was raining and we got in like we just kind of walked in and there was sound checking and stuff. And the security is like, hey, you guys, you guys need to leave. And it was raining outside. And uh, Rob Crowe, the lead singer, was just like, no, let him stay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, like <laughs> this connection yeah. with them. They were the first band I actually saw live, too. Wow. Um, in Tampa at, what was it? It wasn't like Janice. It was somewhere. It was a, some some place in in Ebor. But um yeah, they were the first place, but having that sort of interaction even though it wasn't like we weren't talking to them one on one, um just made me realize, you know, how many bands and stuff are actually really cool. And it was the gateway for me for a lot of other bands. Any sort of modern listening to, I attribute to listening to Pinback first. Hmm. Um <clears throat> cuz they just you, you know how Fort Myers is a little rainy sometimes. They're yeah. like the perfect rainy day music. That's you're rainy day listening, music. Yeah. You're, I mean, they have really upbeat stuff too, but you're listening and it just, it puts you in the right mood. Yeah. It's funny now because they're from San Diego. <laughs> and I got to see them live several times in San Diego. And what's really cool is because they've played in San Diego so many times, they play all the old stuff that you don't hear while they're on tour. Like this? This uh, Gray Machine, which is like an 11-minute song, I got to see, and they don't play that uh, when they're touring because they always promote an album right, or something. And right. it's really cool when I first heard them, and I was just like, oh, my God, like I'm like tearing up because I'm like hearing this live. I know they're known for like Penelope, but this that song in particular more rings true to me than most other pinback songs. Um, did, so did, they, did they play this the first time you saw them live? Um, I don't think so. I don't think they played this Did one. you already know the song when you saw them? 
Um, like I I knew, yes, I knew the song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I should have asked a different way would have been to ask like the first time you heard this, it wasn't live. Right. No, it wasn't live. This is just something I listened to and I really, Hmm. it puts me in the mood to listen to Pinback and it puts me in the mindset of a lot of memories that I shared with a lot of friends. True. Um, listening to that song in particular. All right. Um, we're going to do kind of a, a lightning round of oh, questions shoot. here. <laughs> so um, if you could see any band or performer in their prime that you haven't seen, who would you go see? Um, I mean, I think they still perform, but it'd probably be something like Hot Water Music or maybe um, – yeah, probably hot water music. The energy they have and the influence they have. I mean, listening to like other Gainesville bands mm. from that area, mm. they have this sort of sound, but I think they really like pioneered that sound. I mean, they still play, I believe they played, but I I don't you know, it's not prime. Sure. Uh if you could play on the stage with any performer or band, living or dead, who would you play with? Hmm. Lightning round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to sound weird. Uh, I guess the thing is it's Dick probably mm-hmm. some sort of symphony that's doing a video game soundtrack. Uh, so like – Or or like if, if, if someone was doing like My Hero Academia yeah. um, music yeah. that was like a symphony because they're – that – and this is kind of leads in with um, – the Rocky stuff is that I love fanfare stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the original Rocky theme is very fanfare and a lot of that theme is very fanfare. And if I could play something that's like really big sure. and, and fun and, and emotional. Like and in the it. anime version of Tommy Tallarico's Video Games Live mm-hmm. where they get an orchestra and they play all those old themes. But, but anime about themes. Tommy Tallarico actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I remember yeah. him now, but I'm like, holy crap. Tara has something. I actually have a question for Luke, uh, first-time caller, um, <laughs> long-time listener. If you were, say, in professional wrestling oh, and you got to come out, you, what would your theme your song theme be? Music. Like, if you could be, like, the listen- Macho Man or the Bret Michaels or, the, you know what I mean? Like, those iconic theme songs. What would your theme song be? Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, but man. you have to pick your own. You can't pick their okay, themes. Okay, can't be because I. No, weirdly enough, I, I've started to... watching wrestling again. Yeah, AEW boy. It's, oh, it's anime, I, but I can't for... watch AEW. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. You'll later. fight later. Yeah, we'll it's, fight about it's, that. It's later. anime, but with like real people. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it is. And and you know they come out and all that kind of stuff. It's all really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I've latched onto a lot of theme song Rhea Ripley's uh, and Johnny Gargano's theme. Johnny Gargano sounds like a Paramore song. It does. Um, a theme song, and I've I've thought of this, and now it's not coming to my brain. I'll tell you mine. Oh, it's actually okay. like it's it's I, and it's gonna sound. I, I've referenced it so much, but it's like Katsuki's bombing king theme from my. <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome, though. <laughs> like walk so out good. on that platform, kind of. <laughs> I, I love Katsuki. I argue with I argue with another friend of mine because he doesn't like him because he's <sighs> such a he mean. He has character. so much growth, <laughs> though. He has so much. This the thing is that I feel about in that show and that music that it brings out of me is that like he has this level of arrogance, but then he gets. And it's going to sound weird, put in his place and he has to realize and come to terms with himself that, you know, like, hey, this person is 
just getting better. But mm. I don't know. Then they have this battle and then this music that plays and it's just the main theme but just like struggling with Katsuki's theme and it's just melding together. It's it's so good. Right. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> That's my new favorite Three Song Stories question. Like what's your wrestler <laughs> theme? Um, mine would be Don't Lose Your Way from Kill the Kill. <laughs> um, I'd okay. listen to that too. That's a good show. <laughs> um, all right. Um, it took me a while to get into that, even though you mentioned it to me like years ago. You got to, you just got to, just got to lean in and do it. Um, all right. Um, do you have a favorite band of all time that isn't Pinback, or is it Pinback? No, it, it would be. It would be Pinback. Yeah, okay. I can't, I can't say that I have a like something else that I've really mm. devoted listening to. They were probably a band that I would actually, that I did would have. <laughs> uh, sat and listened to and not what's funny is that when you played that song in my headphones yeah. I heard stuff that I hadn't heard before it's great right yeah like yeah. I it's because they've and they've done this before in songs where I'm like oh my goodness they're they're doing something because I saw them live do it and then I'm like I never heard that before and I listened to the album I'm like holy crap it's there it's there and then I heard like this whispering that they did in the background of BB Tone and I'm like I've never heard that before I don't I couldn't understand the words but like now I know. There's always it, stuff it was to really trippy. You. I spent I spent most of an hour last night doing some other chores and stuff, but listening to that song over and over again in preparation. I like to listen to to what you br- were going to bring, and man, that one got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Like um, that album is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, are there any albums that if you start them, you have to listen all the way through? Uh, I'm one who just picks and choose like. Like I pick one and I listen to something else maybe. I'll probably listen to like three or four songs in a row. Uh, But it really dictates on the mood. So if a band has like up and down songs, I will Mm. choose different things. I try to make a little bit of a playlist for myself Mm -mm. in preparation. But um, all the way through, no, I I don't really – I don't think I've listened to something. Oh, no, that's not true. When I first listen to albums, I listen to them all the way through. Sure. For sure. Sure. But I don't – like if after I've heard it, I, I pick and choose what I okay. like to listen to. All right. You are the founding member of a made-up radio station that we uh, – a fictional radio station that we made up here at, the, at WGCU called WYPR Young People Radio. I, oh, man. I, <laughs> Me, you, and John, Far- uh, John and Farrah Dasani. We're, we're the staff members. Farrah's <laughs> doing like medical stuff now. She's a doctor now. She's yeah. Dr. Farrah Dasani. Um, uh, so I want to know, uh, if you're programming for our station, <laughs> what is the most mainstream current song uh, that uh, you like enough to air on WYPR? <laughs> like pop song? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be pop in style, but popular. In, like Bruno Mars stuff is great. Yeah. Um, for the past year, I've been listening to a lot of Paramore. But the thing is, I've been listening to like older Paramore mm-hmm. and newer stuff is way more in line with like with – I don't want to say Katy Perry, but that sort of like shifted poppy yeah, from, from shifted the pop, metal-y from, sound. Yeah, from their more punk rockish. Yeah, because they had some amazing, um, in my opinion, amazing like progressions and stuff like their that. Their so early good. stuff is really good. Scream and growl and yeah, just cl- it's clean. Really good. Yeah. Um, but I like a lot of Bruno Mars. Okay. Um, I don't think he's made anything recently. Oh no, he did something recent, but I think he might have been just featured on it. Uh, his. Paris' performance, I think, is Super Bowl is great too. Because of my daughter, my connection to Bruno Mars is that he's the mummy in all of the um, trans, uh, Hotel Transylvania movies. <laughs> what? No, that's CeeLo Green. 
CeeLo Green's great too. <laughs> yeah, that's CeeLo Green, I think. Um, all right. Um, Ooh, I'm, I'm thinking of a song if that they both did together. Okay, um, just say yes if this is true. Is the album that you would pick uh, if you could only listen to one over and over again um, the Blue Screen Life album? It would probably be Summer in Abaddon. Who's that? Pinback 2. Oh, also Pinback. Yeah, it's right. a different one, but I would probably listen to that if you over could only and listen over. To yeah. Okay. What, what do you think your 14-year-old self would think about Luke Martin in the year 2020. The heck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, when I was 14, it was like video games, video games, video games, video games. Uh, now it's just like, what the heck? How did barbecue come about? How did like mm. making meat come mm. about? Like, it, what made this change? Because when I was a kid, it's like, oh, I played so many video games. I want to be program video games. I think that'd be cool. That was me. But then you realize, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I think. 14-year-old me would be probably be really happy, honestly. Would 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 see this person um, and be like, wow, you're really doing something that you want to do. Because I, I want to say I, back then I still had that – I still – I was starting to get that mindset. You know, it was starting to develop a little bit. Uh, although that was prior to football and all that stuff. So that that's different still. I don't know. I don't know what he would think, honestly. Um, <clears throat> is there a song that you prefer to turn off if it comes on the radio or, you know, if you skip it on streaming because of a memory that it that it brings you to? Something like bad? <laughs> <laughs> like something that made me – It can be. Uh, no. I don't really tie a lot of that bad memories to stuff. I, I guess – Something I well, even something I don't like. I can't think of something I just don't like per se. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um. What am I thinking of that might not my? I won't actively turn something off. I guess. Uh. Well, I guess the genre of music, maybe. Uh. No, that's not even true because if you think of like Lindsey Sterling, she does a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, what is it? Skrillex type thing. I can't oh, dubstep? Name. Dubstep. Is it dubstep? Does some of that. Oh, I saw Lindsey Sterling. That was really great. Um, she's fun. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Uh, Lots of video game music. <laughs> right. I can't think of something that I just would be like, no, I can't listen to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's the next thing that you're thinking about getting into? Not much. Just staying with what I do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just You haven't seen a thing that you wanna you wanna try, try yet? Try and tackle. Uh skydiving. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Although there are like some places that just you do that fake skydiving. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you I feel float like you, around. I feel like you would be into chess boxing. Oof. <laughs> you know what that <laughs> is? Brutal. You know I feel it? like I've seen it. Like you have to put on gloves and do a round of boxing and then you take them off and do a round of chess and then you do those until one of you loses one of them. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'd rather hit a bag than that. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, can you please recommend three people who that you're, you're going to share this podcast with once it releases and you think would be good guests for us to, to talk to? Um, so my first one would be Emily Jankowski. She is at KPB, uh, works on Only Here podcast. She's our like – sound designer for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that spot that I re had recorded with you years ago, yeah. she did that. She uh, engineered that. Cool. Um, 
And she is always listening to something I've never heard of. <laughs> so uh, we actually, her and Annika and I all went to like go see Lauren Hill mm-hmm. in San Diego, which is awesome. Um, but she's she's always listening to something. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Well, yeah. hi, Emily. Yes. You're going to see this. You're going to hear this. So, And then Kurt Conan, he also works at KPBS. He's the audio production manager. Okay. And he also does a lot of underground hip hop stuff. And I've seen his show and the beats and stuff that he makes is awesome. And he's very active. So he's a producer there too, like at music. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he w- he has a bunch of, he was one of the first people who knew who Hot Water Music was when I went out there and was just like, hey, yeah, I was I did music stuff, you know, sort of like in the vein of Hot Water Music. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. So, and um, super, super awesome guy. Uh, I would call him out to do this show because okay. I'm sure he has stuff that he listened to. I think he used to live in Alaska too at some point. Um, and then the last one would be Darren Richmond. Who um, you mentioned a few times? Yeah, yeah, he he has an eclectic taste of music. He's a, he used to live here in Fort Myers. Known him since tenth grade, and one of the first kids I ever met. Um, back in high school, we would copy each other's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, like he would do it one day, then I would do it one day in in computer class. But he, uh, what's that song? Who does that song? Like all about that bass. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, that, was, that was Nathan Hill's song, remember? Uh, he did, All but I'm trying to remember her name, though. Yeah. But he just recently he just recently worked on- Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. Yeah. He just recently worked on a music video. Like for her? Yeah, like with them in the room and then like editing it together and everything like that. So he used to live, um, he, yeah, he has family here and used to live around here. And yeah, one of my oldest friends, I would recommend him. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Darren. So we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, you're gonna share it with them. We'll we'll reach out if we have the opportunity to do it. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, this this uh, having me do this put me through my paces <laughs> of really trying to break down like what's happening in my life or mm. like how how did I you know come about this and it I don't know. I, it, it's kind of weird too because now I've heard stuff that I haven't heard before of stuff that I've listened to for years yeah, and come to realizations of cer- certain things, um, Miyazaki and that kind of thing. It's – yeah, that's – and, you know, with the whole Eye of the Tiger thing, it's just like, you know, if you like music and you listen to it, just listen and then also reach out and listen to other stuff. You know, it's just you'll find – more stuff that you'll like and, you know, might be funny to listen to, but it's not, you know, the end of the world if you like it and no one else does. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for doing this. No, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's, it was something to think about. I thought about it for like a month. I know I didn't get like a, before, like five days before I was like, okay, I think I figured it out. But Sometimes people to... decide it while they're here. <laughs> they decide which song. Yeah. Nail it down. We make this show in the WGCU studios of Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Tara Callaghan is online content producer and sometimes host. I'm Richard Chinqui, the co-creator, producer, and sometimes host. Chris Duffis is our executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. I really struggled with the parting tune this week because I have so many memories of Luke and a lot of them center around music. 
like him, mostly games, shows, uh, movie soundtracks, media that isn't music, but that has music. But I realized while I was thinking about it that I have a new song story, and that's that I never really got to listen to a lot of Luke's band with Mark Davis and Mike Cosden, two of our other guests, uh, Let's Go Exploring. When they used to play in town, I wasn't really connected to the music scene here, and so I didn't really go out a lot to listen. And I heard one of their CDs when it came out, and I really liked it, but I never really went out to live shows. Like we mentioned in the show, while Luke was here, he did kind of a reunion show out at Nice Guy's Pizza. And I definitely had to go, and I did, and I had a great time, and I finally got to hear Let's Go Exploring live. It was a blast. They knocked the roof off the place. And now when I hear this song, I'm right back there, which was a couple weeks ago by now. This is We Love the Samba by Let's Go Exploring. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Uh, when was the first time you saw him play in a band? Uh, December... 18th exactly yep. i think of, uh, of 2000 great mm-hmm. answer yeah yeah was that your first band that was my first band and that yeah. was our first show wow you started a band and you got the chick yeah <laughs> we actually hugged that day too for the first time it was kind of a big deal 